Hi, it's Dr. Greg Jantz. Failure is never final. What's a failure? And how do we keep ourselves moving forward if we feel like, man, I've failed so many times? Let's talk about it next here on Hope and Possibility. Dr. Gregory Jans is a best-selling author of over 45 books and the founder of the Center A Place of Hope, voted a top 10 center for depression treatment in the U.S. As the pioneer of whole person care, Dr. Jans is known as the messenger of hope. Now the nation's expert on anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationships, trauma, and PTSD, here is Dr. Gregory Jans. Did you have a dream for your life? And you know, growing up, we always had a vision for how we wanted it to be. And usually we saw ourselves being somebody. And as kids, it's somebody great, where it's sports or you wanted to have and do things. And now you look at your life and you go, that didn't, didn't happen. And maybe you have given up dreams and you are looking at your life going, this is not even close to what I wanted. Oftentimes that's the case when we see a a client come in to the center, a place of hope. We're at a place that we never ever thought we'd be, and yet we're there and we may feel stuck, depressed, anxious, and potentially addicted. You see, if we view ourselves in a pattern of failures. We take on that identity that I am a failure. And if I am a failure, I don't deserve to feel good, enjoy life, enjoy my dreams that I had. I don't even have value to really contribute in the lives of others. So number one, A pattern of failures sets us up for disbelief in who, I'm going to say, who God designed us to be. We didn't have to take a certain path or a certain journey. We we take a journey and sometimes we make decisions that we do regret. I can tell you I have. And it took me a while to even get back on a good and healthy path. I made decisions when I came into the helping professions that I, in fact, I was, I was passionate about being a counselor and having that passion. I uh, overworked, overextended. And yes, um, though I was passionate at first, I found myself um, seeing clients and working six days a week. And yet, excited, but I stopped caring for myself. And eventually I did spiral down into a a darkness. I had a period of some deep depression that led to a sense of despair and a sense that I've made a lot of mistakes and I've, I've ruined what I thought was my calling. And I'm, I'm really no, no good about helping people. And I had a sense of failure. Fortunately, this was a few years ago. It was in 1989. So it's, it's been in the past. And I had to allow others to intervene in my life. 
throw me a life preserver and and help me take charge in areas of my life and have time boundaries, have schedule boundaries. But I I had to have a a year of recouping and rebuilding emotionally, rebuilding physically, nutritionally, spiritually, in my faith, and certainly in my relationships. Because not only did I burn out, and burnout is a, a form, it can be a form of depression, and I was there. But I burned out those that were around me. Because when you're unhappy, you're angry, you're frustrated, you're irritable, and you don't tend to treat people well. And that's difficult because you're unhappy with yourself and then others are unhappy with you. We can move from a pattern of failures and sometimes we label and perceive things to be a failure when indeed they are not. But we, we say that small mistake was a major failure. Sometimes if we're a perfectionist, and we grew up in a home where everything had to be beyond good. And now you feel like you can't do anything good. This is why I summarized in this little book why failure is never final. It's never final. Because I've walked it myself and I've walked it a couple times. And I know the burden of failure. I know when I have actually really made mistakes that harmed myself and others. I know that it took others intervening in my life. It took accountability. And it took a willingness for me to become humble and the time to rebuild. You know, we do want things quickly. But honestly, my rebuilding for emotional well-being and physical well-being and, and relationships, because it affected those in my life. It was a year of, of rebuilding. For me, my mistakes led up to a place where I remember getting up in the morning and just feeling like it takes energy just to breathe. I remember going, ah, I don't know. I don't know if I can just get through this day. And that's where I was. And the tragic sense of my life was wasted. Yes, I really did walk through this. And yes, I really am like very passionate now, many years later, about helping save lives and save futures because I know what was done for me and what I needed to do, and I know what others can do. Um, here's a few thoughts about failures. We've got to be careful what we label failure, but we all make mistakes. And we have to make a decision. Maybe it's going to be in a journal, but I wrote down here, you've got to move forward, not backwards. And 15 minutes a day, start off, we're going to do a 30-day journal, and we are going to start writing, and we're going to write for 15 minutes, no more, 10 maybe, 15, but no more. Um, and we're going to write about how I'm deciding to move forward every day. What's my forward actions? And I want you to take on the motto, making progress every day. 
It may be baby steps, but I am going to make progress each and every day. I'm going to do this. Number two, it really, it, you learn so much when you start to write it down. Okay. Just to show you, I got mine right here. I'm, I'm still writing it down. And I have for me a verse on the back on this little, be strong and courageous. I needed a reminder, be strong, and courageous. I have, uh, uh, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. I will be there with you wherever you go. Joshua 1, 9. I needed a spiritual reinforcement. And I needed to also be able to stick some things in here and zip this thing up and write every day. I'm moving forward. I'm making progress every day. What's the predominant mo emotion that's driving me? Is it, am I motivated by hurt, anger, fear? Do I have a lot of guilt and shame? I've got to identify what are the emotional, ultimately the emotional handicaps. Number two, I've got to come clean about my mistakes. I have to tell the truth where I really made a mistake. Um, and be clear about what's a mistake. I can have made deliberate on purpose decisions that I knew at the time were going to probably backfire. Have you done that? And you did it anyway. Maybe out of spite, but you did it anyway. And you knew it. So I got I to gotta, gotta come clean. Um, just be open and honest. Put it in this journal that I am going to deal with these mistakes. The other is, I, number three, I'm on number three. I have to come to a place of forgiveness. Oh, this is a big one. Forgiveness does not imply that you're writing yourself an excuse. Forgiveness understands that I actually am a human being. I made some mistakes, some not on purpose, some I did on purpose. But I am making a decision to make progress every day, and I'm going to get up, and I'm going to forgive myself. I'm not going to use this as a reason to stay in a cycle of self-abuse. If I keep myself in a prison, I keep myself in a cage if I do not figure this out. Lots of great resources, by the way, on forgiveness, forgiveness of others, self-forgiveness. And I don't mean to brush over this easily or simply because if you've been a victim of emotional abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, you've been victimized, you've had significant loss. That is real. It's had a real impact. And I don't, I'm not here just to say brush, to brush over, pass through forgiveness. It's, it's not like that. But you're making a decision. I'm forgiving myself for mistakes I've made. And I do get to have a fresh start. I am not the same person that I was in the past. I am going to live a life of freedom, of emotional freedom. I am not going to let my tank fill back up with bitterness and resentment. I'm not going to carry that hurt and beat myself up anymore. Those are decisions we have to make every, every day. And maybe in the journal for the next 30 days, it's, I am forgiving myself. Which really puts us into the next one. I made a note about avoiding self-sabotage. When I practice self-forgiveness, I'm doing one of the first steps to avoiding self-sabotage because old emotions, anger, fear, guilt, resentment, 
old emotions will keep tripping me up. It's all connected. And I will keep running to that food. I will keep the secret addiction going. I will keep the lies going until I deal with the emotions that keep me in the cage and keep me in bondage and keep me, it keeps me in this cycle of self-sabotage. I could have written a whole list of New Year's goals. And if you did, maybe you can't even remember what they are. Time has passed. I wanted to do and have and be certain things. And, and you had a dream and you said, okay, I'll rewrite my goals this year. And then didn't happen. It didn't happen. And you're beating yourself up because I wrote it down. I said I was going to do this and it never happened. But look at the underlying, those underlying issues. Uh, emotional, ultimately emotional handicaps. It could be self-sabotaging me. Put those in the journal as you're writing. Remember, what's the predominant emotion? What's the predominant emotion that's driving me? Anger, fear, guilt, shame. Um, because we're going to move from, from those kind of three deadly emotions. We're going to move to a place of cleansing ourselves of those. And forgiveness is a key, key step to living a life where I'm going to wake up and have a sense of peace. I don't have all all figured out, but I'm going to wake up with peace. I'm going to wake up with some understanding. I am going to wake up with a sense of, I can do this and I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward every day. I'm making progress every day. All right. Um, we do have to set aside shun, shun perfectionism. All right. Perfectionism is one of those um, practices that keep us in a place of bondage because no matter how well you do something, it's never good enough. And the voice is, I'm not good enough. I didn't do that good enough. Perfectionism, perfectionism will cause you to feel unloved. It'll cause you to feel unworthy. Perfectionism is a bondage that stops personal growth. Perfectionism, a bondage that, that uh, stops personal growth. Now, sometimes I need some professional, good counsel, good action steps, good intervention in my life to figure out what made me a perfectionist? Why do I never do the things I want to do because I can't do them perfect? Sometimes we need to look at who gave you the message that you weren't good enough. My fourth grade math teacher gave me a message. Greg, you'll, you'll never be good at math. Don't even try. You'll never be good. A message, I'll never be good, is like to a, a young mind is a imprint that says you are no good. And if you are no good, you're going to live no good and you can't do it perfectly. And they told you, the person of influence in your life told you so. And so you believe it. It imprinted, it imprinted really a lie but it imprinted in a way that you now believe it and you believe the lie. All right.
that brings us on to false guilt. These are just a few of the ideas. A few. There's there's a bunch. <laughs> we pack it all in 100 pages. Those are a few of the ideas in this nice, thin little uh, book. My failure is never final, but false guilt and shame. Shame, our definition right now of shame is this. I am defective. I'm in some way damaged. I'm in a way imperfect. I'm really not lovable. Others really can't totally love me because if they really knew, because I believe I'm ultimately unlovable, I'm, I'm damaged. I'm damaged freight. I'm, I'm, I can't ever get it back. I'm ruined. That's the message of shame. That's the message of false guilt. And there is a deep inner healing that has to occur. A deep inner healing that has to occur. And shame uh, is a piece that lies to us. And it's part of that self-sabotage. And it's a piece of, of the lie. But shame is like a poison that just kind of enters in. And it, it becomes toxic. And that toxic pain is deep. And it affects everything about our relationships. What we see when we look in the mirror. What we believe others see in us. We think others see us a certain way. Have you ever been surprised when somebody says, Oh, no, no. No, I don't see that about you at all. Not only do you look great, I, 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 I'm so impressed with you. They see you entirely different. All right. So from that, we've got to look at toxic emotions, which we've mentioned, the hurt, the anger, the resentment, the unforgiveness. Another word for anger could be hurt. You were deeply wounded and you had trauma. And that trauma now is festered in your life and you can't seem to shake off the trauma. It's like it changed your identity. The trauma was such that it really, really um, affected decisions. And you feel like, yeah, I made a whole bunch of mistakes. Maybe the trauma caused you to choose relationships that were a part of perpetuating abuse. Maybe relationships that were causing you to uh, do and be involved in situations that ultimately you were looking for love and acceptance, but you were used again. That's got to be de dealt with. We, we have to deal with the effects of these things in our past, deal with the root causes so that we can move on and, and then start to make a new dream. Start to really focus on today and how I can make this a day of more joy. A day where I'm not living with the lies of the past. A day that I'm not comparing myself self to others. A day that I get up and go, I'm going to do my best today. I'm going to feel good. I'm going to see how I can um, be involved with others and engage myself and others and um, be interested in this day. I'm going to see just what is the God opportunity of this day? See, that's where we're going. 
And when I start to live this day, I probably will begin to have new dreams, new visions, and new hope for the future. Hope always comes in our lives when we start to create a plan. And the first plan we have to do is the plan to deal with the injuries, the trauma, the recycled abuse, uh, things that we're carrying from the past that cause us to live on a cycle of what it feels like failure, where we're recycling and we, we take on and we feel like failure because of this pattern that's been created. So we're going to change the pattern by having healing from the past. Let me say as a whole person practitioner, yeah, there's emotional healing. There's a physical healing. There's something that happens in our immune system. And not only is there a physical healing, but you start to feel better. Your posture changes. Your face changes. I mean, you just, something happens and people go, wow, what happened to you? It's noticeable eventually. And relationship healing where you actually have the energy to engage and love and care about another person, a new sense of intimacy. There is a spiritual healing that I hear folks talk about time and time again, where, yeah, I guess God has a plan. I, I feel like, I feel like God loves me and, and, and I have hope for my future. Those are just some of the pieces. Today, we're going to start that 30-day journal. 30 days. What's going to happen after 30 days? You might want to continue for another total of 90 days. And you're going to write down, you know, first it's focusing on those uh, emotions and situations that keep recycling that you need to address, dealing with things honestly. You know, a couple of weeks of doing that, you're going to go, okay, man, I think I might need more help because I'm going to move out out of the yuck of the past to living each day in the present. I'm going to live not with the sense of heavy burden, depression and paralyzing anxiety and secret addiction. I, I'm going to live differently. So that's where sometimes we've got to go, okay, I got to be humbled enough to get help, be willing to get help and get on a whole person plan where I'm rebuilding my physical health. That's what I had to do. 1999. I, I really, it was everything. I looked terrible. I felt terrible. I wasn't sleeping well or if, if at all. Uh, nutrition was terrible. No exercise. Uh, there was a darkness over me. I mean, I look at pictures from my time. I looked, I didn't look well. There's something, there's a countenance change. There's a change of spirit. There's a change of mind. You're renewing your mind. And there is change and it happens one day at a time. One day at a time. I'm going to make progress every day. Even when I don't feel like it. Even when I feel like I don't even want to crawl out of bed. I'm going to make progress each and every day. I really can turn what were old setbacks really into positive steps forward. Let's do this. You will have no regret. And no regret means I'm making progress every day. And it's so, personally, 
my testimony is, it is so worth it. I know what to never go back to. And I have hope and optimism for the future. And I, even though it was years ago, I am more passionate and excited about the now because I cleaned up the past. And I want to see others do the same. It's part of what keeps me going, seeing lives change for good.